pictures. If no one told you they love you today, then I love you because you're you. Sidebar, this is Jack's story. Cowboy Jack was my father. I went looking for him on a Monday because he hadn't come home for Cameron's birthday. He always came home for Cameron's birthday, if only to give him some money for a present. That was his way of making up with me after our usual monthly fight. I threw him out monthly when I got sick of him, and then he'd come back three days later, scratching at the door. Sandra, it's your daddy. So I called the croissant shop in Westwood. That was his hangout back then. That is where he went during the day when he lived with me. He had moved back in with me since my divorce in 1990 after Dennis left. I went looking for him. I remember driving down La Conte, turning the corner. There he was coming out of the convenience store, eating a banana. <clears throat> Mm, looking thinner and grayer than I remembered him, wearing his usual trademark cowboy hat. Daddy, I screamed, come home. Dennis and I are split up. I knew it, he said. <laughs> what did that rat bastard do? My father had a way of cutting through the bullshit niceties and getting down, down to the nitty gritty the only way a Damon Runyon character could do. So he had crammed it by, into my white piece of shit Hyundai that Dennis had bought me for my 40th birthday. <laughs> that was the present. I hated that goddamn car. How could you trust any car that had the word die in it? <laughs> so off we went to my house in Hollywood, and I felt safe for the first time in many months. You know. The kind of safety, I mean, that sigh of relief when you know that your father is home and everything's going to be all right. Cameron would be happy, too. Westwood was Dad's hangout now, his center of operation. My dad was a con man, the old-style flim-flam man, a graduate of the Nathan Detroit School of Hard Knocks, a guys and dolls kind of guy. A bigger-than-life, Damon Runyon-style character. His nickname was Cowboy Jack because he wore a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. Because, Of course, he was a cowboy from Brooklyn. No one cared, though. That was his name for the past 15 years. Before years before, he was Jake Old Man or Jack the Pan. In his lifetime now, he was Cowboy Jack. Every day, Cowboy Jack would get up at 4.30 a.m., let the cat in, feed him, kiss Cameron good boy, ask me if I was all right, then be out of the house by 6 a.m. and on the bus, headed for Westwood by 6.30 a.m. He never learned how to drive a car. He was afraid. There wasn't much he was afraid of, but he was afraid to drive. The story went something like this. When he was a kid, his father tried to teach him to drive. He got into a car accident. His father yelled at him, and from that point on, he never drove a car. Of course, if you asked him if he drove a car, only when only when needed. 
He was full of pride and hated to be yelled at. So every day he walked the long block from Franklin to Hollywood Boulevard and took the bus to Westwood. He used to tell me that the women, the cleaning ladies who took the bus, used to fight him every day for a seat. Uh, An odd thing happened one day when I came home from work. He was throwing out a pair of his pants that had shit all over it. I asked him whose they were. He told me he had an accident on the bus. I realized then that he was old. My father was an old man. I guess I should have realized what the accident meant, but I didn't have a clue, or maybe I didn't want to think about it then. Sometimes I drove him, but mostly he took the bus. Every morning he would put his cowboy clothes on, his jeans, his boots, his cowboy hat, and leave. He rarely took a shower and never wore underwear. (laughs) I'd have to take him to take a shower like a child. He was my second child. Sometimes he would have breakfast at the House of Pies on Vermont and Franklin, where all the early morning breakfast guys would go. Black Eddie, the printing salesman, one-legged George, Lebanese Ben and his brother Jack. I wonder if they're alive anymore. The Breakfast Club, I would call them. He had the same breakfast every day. Coffee, black and hot. A toasted bagel burnt with cream cheese on it. I love burnt bagels myself. He smoked Paul Mahler camels, no filter, and drank Hennessy brandy. He never drank in my house, though, not since I got sober in 1985. And so in April 1992, I went looking for him. I was really worried this time. It reminded me of the last time he disappeared. It was in the winter of 1960. One evening, He didn't come home, and he was, oh, he always came home, late at night usually, after the racetracks had closed or after a card game. But he always came home. This time he didn't, and for six months I thought he has to have been dead. My mother either didn't know or wasn't telling. Then one day in the summer he showed up saying he had been fighting a war in South America or Cuba against Castro, whatever, It sounded so glamorous. I could tell my friends my father was off fighting a war in Bolivia. I have come to find out he was probably in jail somewhere. Hmm. I say probably because I never knew where he went when he wasn't with us. Never knew. I was working at Liberty Lighting in Chatsworth at the time. What is, what is a light? Liberty Lighting? It was a scam light bulb company that sells those forever lasting bulbs. Now, what else would the daughter of a con man do? This is the career I have settled into for the last 10 years of my life. I was an actress for 20 years of my life and before that, a school teacher. My dad followed me wherever I lived, from Long Island to California, from California to Cleveland, Ohio, and then back to California again. So in April of 1992, I called the croissant shop and asked for Cowboy Jack, knowing full well in the pit of my stomach what the answer would be. He was dead, they told me. Dead? He had died three weeks before, and he was dead and buried in the Chabad Cemetery on Slauson Avenue. I screamed, no, it can't be. Why? Why did I throw him out of the house? Why did I have a stupid fight over a broken antique piece of pottery, antique, some antique piece of shit candy dish? 
Uh, why did I listen to my AA sponsor at the time tell me it was time to let my dad go and grow up? Hell, her dad wasn't alive anymore. He had died when she was a kid. I was 46. I should have asked him to move back in when he didn't, when he didn't. I should have asked him to move back in when he called me three weeks before. Forever. I almost said, Daddy, come home. But I didn't, and now he was dead forever. No more, Sonny, are you okay? No more sizing up the endless parade of men I had gone out with since my divorce. What are you, robbing the cradle? Why, he's got one foot in the grave, Sandra. He'll never get married. He's a mama's boy, and on and on and on. No one was ever good enough for me, of course, like every father. No one would ever be good enough for his daughter. No more scratching on the front door, letting the cat out at 4 a.m. or in. Dad, why would you feed the cat at 4 a.m.? Because he wanted me to. Okay. That was Cowboy Jack. All children and animals loved him. And I will finish this story. It's one of the many stories that your TikTok Bubby has written about a life. But that's the special one about my dad, who I love to this day, who I miss to this day. And my husband would love him because they would go gambling together. My husband would give him money. They would have a lot of fun. He'd find a place to live in here if I had to put up a ramshackle bed in this office. I miss you, Daddy, very much. You were my heart and soul, and you made me laugh, and you made me talk about the truth of things and see things for how they really were. I love you. I miss you. TikTok Bubby signing off. I love you.